Welcome to the Business Blasphemy Podcast, where we question the sacred truths of the online business space and the reverence with which they're held. I'm your host, Sarah Khan, speaker, strategic consultant, and BS-busting badass. Join me each week as we challenge the norms, trends, and overall bullshit status quo of entrepreneurship to uncover what it really takes to build the business that you want to build in a way that honors you, your life, and your vision for what's possible, and maybe piss off a few gurus along the way. So if you're ready to commit business blasphemy, let's do it. Hello, hello, blasphemers. Today's episode is probably going to ruffle some feathers, but I mean, isn't that why we're here? To piss people off? To be polarizing and controversial just to be difficult? No, that's not actually why we're here at all. But there are already people who feel a little sensitive about the shit I talk about in my podcast. So if you're listening, first question, why are you still listening if it bothers you to listen? Second, this isn't about you, really. And if you're feeling some kind of way about it, let's have a conversation. That's really the thing for me. I'm not here solely to push buttons. I'm here to ask you to consider alternative perspectives to what the mainstream status quo tends to be. I'm asking you to discern and think for yourself. And yes, I have strong opinions about things, but I do try to frame them as my point of view, not the point of view. But I'm human, and if it ever feels that way, I apologize. And honestly, if it still bothers you, then you're more than welcome to switch me off and go find someone who props up your cognitive bias. Ooh, that sounded salty, but I like salt, especially on popcorn. (laughs) That's my dad joke for the day. All right. I just, I had to say that. So on to today's topic. It is likely going to ruffle some feathers, but not because I mean it to, but because there are so many people who will take it personally rather than hearing what I'm saying. So let me preface everything with this. I am not talking about anyone in particular. This is a general observation and opinion that I hold that comes from years of being in the space, being someone who also falls into the category of coach and who's been on this particular journey before. So here it is. Here's my hot take. You do not always need to have a coach. Okay, let me give you some context. Last year, I was following a coach that I really wanted to work with, but the timing just wasn't right. Earlier in the year, I wasn't in the right phase of my business for it to make sense to work with her. And she was super transparent about that, which I was super appreciative about because a lot of coaches don't do that. She said, you're not the right place. Let's chat again in six months. So we did. Later that year, I was in the right phase of my business, but I was already working with a speaking coach. And that commitment was, it was a pretty hefty one from a time perspective and a money perspective. So it didn't work out again. So I asked her to get in touch with me in the new year. And to her credit, she did. I was now free from a time constraint perspective, and I was in the right place to actually see results in her program. But something was still holding me back. I started to ask around, you know, maybe I thought maybe it's it's the coach. Maybe I need to find out if my, you know, if my gut's telling me something. And it it wasn't. She was actually, you know, somebody who people had worked with before and they liked her and she's ethical and, you know, she they got good results with her. But something just didn't feel right. I couldn't see my way to committing to work with her. I couldn't figure out what was wrong. So I just came out with it and I told her and we started to talk and she started asking some really good questions and I finally figured it out. I needed a coaching break. I wanted to be coach free for a while. And as soon as I said that, my brain was like, ah, right. I have literally had a coach for the last two years, pretty much without a break. Or if I did take one, it was like a month or less. And it's hilarious and ironic how long it took me to figure this out because I've put clients 
on coaching bans before. I once put a client on a 90-day ban. I told her she wasn't allowed to get advice from anyone. She wasn't allowed to sign up for any support for a full three months. Now, obviously, she did not need to listen to me, but to her credit, she trusted me enough to do it. And she fucking loved it. She recently told me that she was going to be implementing a longer ban in the near future because she loved this space. Look, I know the rhetoric of good coaches have coaches and this idea that in order to be able to serve your people well as a coach, you should always have a coach. I don't disagree with that. I agree. You should have a mentor or a coach. It's important to have someone who is ahead of you on their journey and who can help guide you on yours. But I truly believe that it's actually just as critical, if not more so, to have periods of time where you don't. Why? Think about it. If you always have a coach, there are a few things that can go a little hanky. The first is that you're always going to be using them as a crutch. Yes, hear me out. When was the last time you made a decision on your own with no committee, no oversight and input from a mastermind or from your biz bestie or a coach, right? And if that's the case, if you're constantly looking to other people to help you make decisions, how the fuck are you ever supposed to develop self-trust? How are you ever supposed to hear your own voice about what you want and how you want it? Every coach, even the ones with the best intentions, are going to coach you from their perspective, not yours. And they will guide you according to their lived experience. That's not a bad thing. That's just reality. It's human nature. So you're really primarily going down their path rather than forging your own, or you're going down your path but taking a bunch of detours based on what they think you should experience. I'm not saying that's the case like blanket statement, but that's a very, very common experience, especially if you're not 100% clear on your values or your goals or any of the other dozen things that play a role in your autonomy and your vision. In my case, what I realized is that I do know what I want to do next. I'm very clear about what I want to do next. What I'm unclear on is how. And so instead of a coach who's going to ask me a lot of questions and run me through a program with probably information that I already have and that I already know and help me find you know my own answers, which I've already done and did a lot of work around last year, I instead want to work with a consultant or a strategist who specializes in my next challenge and who can tell me what to do because they've done it time and time again and have a specific process for getting you there. What I really need is technical or or implementation-related support or strategic planning, not mindset support, not, not foundational support. Now, you may be thinking, you know what? A coach can do that too, Sarah. Nuh-uh, Betty, not true. Here's the thing. Not all coaches are strategists, but consultants are. That is literally their MO, right? They come up with strategy. They tell you what to do. And you've got to be careful because not all coaches are strategists, even though a ton of them will say, They do strategy and maybe most of them do and they do it pretty well. But like I've said before, you will struggle to get a good strategy out of someone who has never done the thing you're trying to do or who has only ever tried it one way. They'll just give you their way. And if you're like me, I'm very particular about doing things certain ways and not doing things certain ways, right? I don't do cold DMs. I don't pitch slap people. I like to have flexibility in how I execute, and a good coach is going to understand and honor that and help you find ways that honor those values that you hold true. And if you've been listening at all to any previous episode, that shouldn't surprise you. Not all coaches have ever run a successful business either. Yeah, I said it. Let's break down coaching for a second, okay? There was a very long stretch of time where I avoided calling myself a coach, even though 
I am a certified executive coach. So backstory, I used to work for one of the big four professional services firms back in the early 2000s. They certified me as an executive business coach. So I was a business coach and I was working in business strategy for the corporation. And yet when I came into the coaching scene, there were a lot of people who didn't know what they were really doing, calling themselves coaches. And there were a lot of life coaches popping up, trying to help with business. And again, I don't have a problem with life coaches. I got my life coaching certification because I thought it was a wonderful thing to do. But there was such a weird stigma around coaches for so long that I hesitated to call myself one because I wanted to be taken seriously. And every time I said the word coach, people immediately thought life coach. And I was in a space where having my experience and my expertise validated was super, super important to me. Now, obviously, I've since gotten over that, but holy mother of pearl, if this industry isn't a shit show. All right, let's clearly define the difference between a coach and a consultant. Consulting is about giving advice, giving suggestions or information to your client. Unlike coaching, a consultant tells the client what to do rather than guiding them to find their own answers, which is what a coach does and why it's been so easy for every human and their cat to call themselves a coach. And yeah, I know the industry isn't even regulated. So obviously there's a lot of those who can't do coach type of people polluting the waters. And that makes it really difficult for legitimate coaches to always be seen. And before you get your undercrackers in a tizzy, I'm not saying you need to have a certification in order to be an effective coach. Not at all. But you do have to have actual hands-on experience in what you're coaching around. I will never forget a manager that I had in a teaching job that I really loved when I was working in England a number of years ago. Super nice guy, super smart, really loved the team, supported them well. And he'd read and even authored a number of books on the subject matter that we were teaching, but he couldn't do the thing we were teaching. He'd never done it. He just read about it in theory and worked around people who'd done it. And though there were plenty of opportunities for him to demonstrate his expertise, he didn't feel the need to because he'd read about it and taken a couple of classes about it, but it was all on paper. He couldn't put it into practice. And to this day, that is how I feel about a lot of coaches. If you've never done the thing successfully, or you've never done the thing, period, or you've only just taken a course about it, or, and this is super unethical, but I see it a lot, you know, you've taken someone else's program and then you've rehashed that. And now you're using that as the coaching process that you use. Please don't become a coach because too many coaches have never done anything but coach. And those are the ones that are in danger of causing more harm than good. Go get some hands-on experience. Do the thing. Fall on your ass a few times. Learn from that. Rinse and repeat a few more times. Then talk to me about becoming a coach. And as a consumer, this says a lot about how discerning you need to be when seeking a coach to support you. Ask them questions, right? When you are ready to work with a coach, it is really important for you to ask them questions, not just read the sales page, not just talk to people who've worked with them, right? But asking the coach, who have you worked with? right? Who have been their coaches? Then go research those coaches and find out what kind of people they are. What do they teach? What do they stand for? What does their social look like? What kind of people are they? Because we all know you're going to turn out like the people that you spend the most time with. And if you're being coached by somebody, it's very likely you're also going to coach in that way or with those beliefs or with those values. Ask them how long they've been coaching. Ask them what sort of business they did prior to becoming a coach. Stuff like that. Because my friend, it is the wild fucking West out there and it is 100% buyer beware for sure. Then the other issue is how incestuous the industry is. 
what I'm starting to notice is people who are working with the same people over and over again. Now, there's nothing inherently wrong with that. If you found someone you resonate with, cool. If you love supporting people in your circle and you just all continue to buy from each other, cool. But make sure you take stock once in a while and ask how much progress you're actually making. And if that progress is progress you want to be making at all. Because again, if the only circle you've ever been in is your circle, you're all going to start to emulate each other's goals. And again, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. What I really want you to take away from this is giving yourself the space to be able to see whether you're on the right road or whether you need to take a detour or whether you need to turn the fuck around altogether. You want to really examine what it is you want. Are you allowing yourself the space to do that? To examine who you are, to evaluate what you've already learned and worked on and see which pieces resonate with you, given them time to work. Are you asking yourself why there are things you're still not doing that you keep paying someone to tell you to do? I'm going to say that again. Are there things you're still not doing that you keep paying someone to tell you to do? Don't keep paying someone to tell you to do things you're not doing. Give yourself the space to figure out why you're not doing them. And a lot of the time that requires being quiet, being alone, being free, not forever, but for a little while, because I promise you, you know the answer, but you're afraid of, or you lack the self-trust to let yourself find that answer, or you know the answer and you're afraid of what it means. That is when it's crucial to give yourself the space to ask the right questions about why. And yes, I do know and I acknowledge that sometimes you do need support to work your way through tough questions like that. Sometimes you need to have a safe space where you can verbally process or thought process or get feedback. But here's the thing, that line is very, very thin. And if you're someone who is in coaching container after coaching container after coaching container with no breaks because it feels scary to quote unquote, go it alone, that's usually a pretty good sign you need to particularly if the coach keeps gaslighting you that your mindset is a problem to keep you in their container. But that's that's probably a whole nother episode, so I'm not going to go down that road yet. Because if you're constantly in containers and not seeing progress, something is up. Or if you're constantly in containers and feeling resistance, something is up. My guess is you don't need more coaching right now. My guess is you don't need more strategy right now. My guess is you don't need mindset work right now. You need space. You need time. You need to get clear on some shit. Then when you're ready, you can more intentionally get into a container with a coach or a consultant or other who actually fits the needs you have versus what you're being told you need. You got to be really careful of constantly needing a coach or constantly feeling the need to be supported because that can very easily cross the line into codependency or into being a harmful practice because it becomes more about seeking affirmation and validation than anything else. You're seeking approval rather than learning to make your own decisions. And sometimes you have to leave a relationship and give time for integration and action. I'm going to repeat that because it's important. You need time to integrate what you've already learned and been coached around and then take action and see how it feels. Now, if you legitimately do not know what next steps to take, find someone who has a vetted and proven process and can solve a specific problem. Not someone who's going to ask you every day what you want to talk about or you know what you feel like you should work on. That's when it makes sense to maybe book a short session, a strategy session or a clarity session around what you need to you know clarity on. 
Oh, hey, look, that's what I do. I'm still offering free 30-minute consults. If you haven't heard any of my previous episodes, I am offering 47 free consults in the first quarter of 2023. Oh, that was awkward. 2023, because I turned 47 in December and I just wanted to. So I'm offering free 30-minute strategy calls to help solve one problem in your business. No strings, no bait and switch. If you're interested, head to the show notes. So it's a short and sweet one today, but that's really it. If you're feeling stuck in that messy middle or you're not sure what your next right steps should be, have you actually taken the time to take stock of where you were, what support you've gotten, where you are now, and what feels out of sync for you? And have you actually taken the time to evaluate what you've done? This is also a really great time to reevaluate your vision and take another look at your values because I'm pretty sure both have evolved a little bit or a lot since you first started your business. It's normal, but we don't often look there again. So that's what I would suggest doing. And if you are looking for a coach or consultant, I have an incredible network that I love referring people to based on what they need. So do yourself a favor and get in touch. So that's it. That's all I've got. Hope you have a good week and I'll catch you next time. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to the Business Blasphemy podcast. We'll be back next week with a new episode, but in the meantime, help a sister out by subscribing. And if you're feeling extra sassy, rating this podcast. And don't forget to share the podcast with others. Head over to businessblasphemypodcast.com to connect with us and learn more. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can have success without the BS.